0: Hello and welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you by the way of the Stay Woke Podcast. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, we're going to title it Petty Games. And the topics that I'm going to cover is I'm going to start with uh, Ja Rule and uh, the constant back and forth between him and 50 Cent and uh, just what 50 Cent kind of means, especially in regards to being petty. But then I'm also going to follow up and talk about Megan Kelly and her recent, I could say, termination of her contract with NBC and uh, all the controversy that's surrounding her. But I'm going to start first with Ja Rule and 50 Cent. Now, it's crazy that 50's uh, Get Rich or Die Trying album came out 15 years ago, and they're still at it. And at the time, like a lot of people, when 50 Cent came out, you got really caught up in that wave because he just, he has so much momentum behind him. And at the time, to have not just M, but Dre and then Interscope and just, the and then the songs and the music that kind of go along with, you know, his image. Like, it just made him a juggernaut. And unfortunately at the time, Ja Rule kind of fell for the bait and switch of getting involved with him in that. Uh, I think the most Ja Rule should have did was just he addressed him said we had a personal issue. I don't want to touch on it musically. And if he did that, I think he would have probably been able to survive it publicly. But at the time, uh, hip-hop in general was, and it still is a a certain extent now, you got to respond. And the way he responded was he made a whole album, dissing him, which I think was a mistake. Uh, I remember getting that that CD at the time, and he had some good songs on there, but it just, you know, uh, an album? No. Mixtape, one or two songs, okay, but uh, it hasn't died out. And uh, of course, fifties in the news because apparently he bought a bunch of front row seats so that could be empty at Jarville's concert, and he said it only cost him three thousand dollars to do. Um, that that that's a new level of petty. Uh, obviously, you know, he recently went at Ashanti and. Because she was going to be doing a college show, and you um, know uh, it was a last minute thing. I know the school had came out and said it was originally supposed to be Tiana Taylor, and they they just they booked her last last minute. And it was a glitch or something like that, to where it only sold uh, twenty four tickets, um, and I believe it was seating a thousand. Um, but obviously they got out, it made her look bad, and then you know fifty you don't kind of jumped in and kind of you know rougher up on that but uh it's just it's amazing that there's that this is still a thing with them all these years later but really 50 is like the vince mcmahon of 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 rap just pop culture he lives to be in battles with people um even now on instagram like i don't even think when he responds to people that write negative things He even takes it that really personally. I just think it's fun for him to do. Um, And it almost would probably be a badge of honor if he did say something to you. Because it's so much comedy with what he does. Um, I guess on the more personal side of it, if you look at, you know, the relationship between him and his son, his son has had some, you know, interesting exchanges with him over the years, uh, especially with regards to the treatment of his mom. Now, you know, we don't know their family dynamic. And what's kind of taking place behind closed doors. But, you know, it's been a lot of things that have been said, especially, you know, through the press and uh, a lot of exchanges through social media that kind of made that relationship between those two kind of uh, at at bare minimum, very tense for the most part. So, uh, but but 50 seems to kind of thrive off that kind of stuff. Uh, And yet he continues to succeed, you know, even with power, which you can make the argument he really should have died. Really three seasons ago. But, you know, um it ended up kind of working out storyline wise in the end that his character was able to last as this as long as it has. Uh or should I say as long as it did. But, you know, he leveraged the show and now he signed a, a highly lucrative deal with stars to produce more shows. So uh 50's, you know, still still around here relevant. Like he doesn't really need music for real. That's why I know he over the past several years when he does music, he just puts it out. Cause it's like, it's whatever to him now. You gotta look at his catalog alone. He's still making money off of cause of the amount of music he's put out. So I, I'm pretty sure he's not really too caught up on, on that musical. I just do think it's kind of fascinating that even after all these years, uh, Jaw Rule and 50, this, uh, this beef won't die. And, um, when I saw that story that he bought tickets to his show so it could be empty, I'm like, man, he paid him money to not look good. And then to say, like, hey, I spent $3,000 just to make sure your show didn't look good. Like, that's crazy. Like, I'm still, like, when I first heard that, I was like, man, that's new level petty. But, I mean, I think is uh, a microcosm of what? Social media and what a lot of this climate is. It's its pretty much become that. And uh, it's its pro wrestling at its finest. Uh, that's why when you kind of get sent diss uh, comments on, on Instagram, like some people will just like the comment where they got dissed at because it's like in a weird way you're trolling the person that wrote it about you because it's like it's not affecting you. You know, which... It's not as much of a reverse psychology thing. It's much more of a, I don't really take you that seriously. And you really shouldn't. Like, I mean, even besides the whole racial stuff and, you know, sexist stuff that a lot of girls get sent, which is, you know, ridiculous and, um, you know, obviously it's a lot of garbage that people kind of go through uh, in this form. But uh, I don't think it should get to the point where you ever feel like you can't. Function without it, you know, um, it's a tool like I, I've said before in previous pods, it's a great tool to use from a business standpoint. It's a great tool to kind of like go into dialogues about different topics, whether it's uh, politics or uh television shows, music, whatever platform you are, it, especially if you kind of are really interested in, in engaging in it, respectful, you know, mindful manner, because you can actually make strong gains into that. But a lot of times people don't use it for that. It's just, uh, cause you know viral chaos in a way and it, and it lasts it'll have its you know 48 hours into hour you know period thing and they'll they'll get their you know their brief spell of, of fame and then people move on to the next thing so uh those are just some of the thoughts i wanted to kind of cover on that and uh i'm pretty sure knowing 50 he'll be up to some more stuff coming up soon but um i'm gonna transition to the megan kelly thing now i've i've uh, in terms of listening to Megyn Kelly all this time, it, it is kind of interesting. I, I heard Charlemagne, uh address this with her a few days ago, and it made me think about it even more, too. It's like, I don't know why people are so surprised that she said what she said. I mean, you knew who she was when she was on Fox News. I mean, she went out of her way to say what she said about Santa being white, Jesus is white. Sorry, get over it. And Santa is a fictional character. Most people uh, who may believe or serve Jesus do not have the image of him being blonde, hair, and blue eyes. And a lot of people can argue if if he was a truly existing being, right? So, even with all that, the, the fact that she even made those claims... And she didn't back down from that because she worked for a network that didn't care. Because her ratings were really good. And that's why Bill O'Reilly was able to do what he did. And why Hannity can still do what he does to a certain extent. And I mean, they got a couple of people like Bob Wallace, where I guess he's not as bad. I believe that's his name. And then uh, Shepard Smith. Uh, But Fox is pretty much, you know, that's how they make their money. Uh, So when I heard that she moved to NBC... To do her show, I was like, man, I I know the money's really good, but it's like, if I'm NBC and and I agree with what Charlamagne said, it's like, why are they acting surprised? It's like, you knew what you were buying. I don't even blame Megyn Kelly for this type. She's been saying crazy stuff for years. You can go on a, just Google Megyn Kelly Fox News. And it's a bunch of crazy clips of her saying stuff that doesn't make any sense. Even when it came to uh, unarmed black people getting shot, she found ways to incriminate them. So I mean, like this isn't nothing new. And 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 Dio Hugley wrote a book essentially about his confrontation with her in terms of that level of uh, mindset and treatment that she was coming with. And like when he had to explain, he's like, explain that to her. Like, so you're so you as a white woman is going to give me tips as a black man on what my plight and struggle is. In a country where it's not set up for me. It's more so set up for you than it would be for me. As a black man, he was like, I'll take a white woman's struggle any day of the week. So that was there anyway. So the fact that, you know, her show was. I know ratings wise was struggling. And then the fire, I know they were talking about she was owed 69 million, but. Like all contracts, they have, you know, clauses in them. I'm, I'm pretty sure they have a morality clause, which all contracts, especially that are that enormous and big, probably do. And I doubt she'll get paid. I think that it was an estimate of $69 million that was remaining on her contract. But I, I, I'm i pretty sure she probably won't walk away with all that. They'll probably have something that, based off the year mark date, she'll only receive X amount of money. But even beyond that, the fact that they moved off Tamron Hall for Megan Kelly, an actual grown talent that was with your network for that many years. For the short-sighted, let's get Megan Kelly, because we think our ratings are going to be really big, was just a miscalculation on their part to think she was going to translate to NBC. And again, NBC, again, to me, is not without being held to that standard either. It's the same thing with ABC when they try to praise the president, because she happens to be a black woman for firing Roseanne, was like, you knew what Roseanne was before you hired her. She had been making jokes about women and of color and talking about the stuff she was talking about beforehand. That wasn't something that just popped up because Trump got elected. Like, Roseanne had been talking like that for years. So when I heard ABC gave her a show to revive it and then that was the storyline they were going to go with, it like, oh, okay. Not really all that interesting, but okay, you know, that's fine. And they did it, and the ratings on the show were really good, and trust me, she would still be on that show right now if she hadn't said what she said. You know, she blames Ambien and everything else. Roseanne would have been fine on that show. So that's why, you know, I, I, don't, I don't feel bad for ABC with Roseanne, and I don't feel bad for NBC when it comes to Megan Kelly. They You knew who they were, and you decided to co-sign off it anyway because you're in the business of making money. And that's fine, too. As a business, that's your number one goal is to maximize profit. But you got to think in the short and long term of who you are getting in business with. Like, that is something you have to be really mindful of. And NBC didn't really think that through in regards to Megyn Kelly, especially if you're going to have a blackface panel debate with a New York City housewife. And then on top of that, uh you decide to have it with a panel of all white people that's like having a a discussion on what happened to to the jewish community but you're going to do it with a panel of all german people talking about it, about the struggle of being jewish or certain traditions or whatever you want to talk about topically with people from the jewish community let's just get a bunch of germans to talk about it didn't make any sense. And that lets you know that the producers that worked on her show are tone deaf because anybody with a right. Mindset would have been like, hey, let's stay off this topic because the optics of it don't look good, which is crazy for a multi-billion dollar company that you did not think about that before you even decided to air that show. So a lot of this is NBC's fault. Like I knew what Megan Kelly was, so I'm not upset at her like that. I mean, she she's. She's a real piece of work overall because, you know, she's intelligent, but she, she did what she did. And then she can claim the ignorance and then you got to feel bad for it. But, but those are just some of the thoughts I had on her and those topics. Um, I want to thank D for all the work he's been doing on his show. Uh, I want to de- definitely thank you guys for continuing to listen, definitely continue to support us and become a patron. I uh, definitely support us through that way. Uh, definitely. We have new shows still coming up ahead. Uh, in the future, so definitely uh, stay on the look for that. Again, my name is Sean Steele. Thank you for listening. Could you be more specific? Definitely continue to follow the Stable Podcast, and I hope you guys have a good one.